Welcome to the Side Hustle and Business Show with Eric Lindsay. Here at Moonlight, you will learn how to successfully operate side hustles and also businesses while having W-2 income or very minimal amounts of time. You will also receive advice from experts and gain actionable and up-to-date strategies to help you generate income immediately and even help you attain long-term wealth. Here at the Side Hustle and Business Show, we choose to focus on financial security and not job security. Today, we are here with Rebecca Moore. Rebecca is the co-founder of Starboard Equity, and she has been a real estate investor since 2014. Since then, she has syndicated eight properties that totals over 900 units as a general partner, and she has been involved as an LP in another 2,900 units. Rebecca's story is one of powerful determination and persistence. When she first started, she hired a mentor, learned to underwrite, built relationships with brokers and investors, all to help her win and fund deals in Texas while living in California. She did all of these activities while managing a full-time psychology practice. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thank you, Eric. I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be a good time. Yes, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And just hearing your track record, your background, you are right in alignment with our crowd. <laughs> it seems so, that's for sure. Okay, great. Well, that was a brief bit about you. Could you share a little bit more about your background and also how you got started in real estate? Certainly, yes. Well, um, I I am a PhD in psychology. And um, at the time that we got started in real estate syndication, I was uh, working at the Naval Hospital in San Diego. My husband uh, was a military a, a naval officer, and we were stationed in San Diego at the time. And we were looking at our future. We had a bunch of single-family homes that were actually in other states. So we understood what it meant to have real estate outside of the state for which you live and having property managers manage it, but also take in a cut of what you get. So we were looking forward and saying, okay, what are we going to do with these houses? Are we going to get like a, a, a duplex, triplex, sixplex, who knows what? So uh, we went to a real estate expo that was happening in Anaheim at that time. And we found a mentor uh, who was talking about real estate syndication. We had no idea what real estate syndication was, but he, Brad Sumrock, was talking about um, buying like 100 doors. And it was a, a revelation to us. We had no concept of such a thing. And so Sumrock is out in Dallas and we thought, okay, well, we don't know any better. And we felt like he was really genuine. And mind you, this was back in 2013, 14. So almost the next weekend we flew out to Dallas and recognized wow maybe this is a vehicle for which we can actually really accelerate our own retirement because although the military offers a fantastic uh secure retirement we thought this is something that we can actually do to pad that um that uh 
uh, retirement, but also gain financial freedom as well as increase the um, living situation for other people. So, so we we signed up with him, but now my officer husband was taking over in a squadron of ships at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was like, okay, Rebecca, you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you go out to Dallas and you learn how to do this because he, you know, was taking care of all his sailors, you know, so he couldn't go, which was perfectly fine because it just ends up that, you know, I'm an extremely driven person when I find something I can be passionate about. So what it looked like for your audience to understand was I would go to the Naval Hospital at that time and I would get off work around 4.30. And my husband, who, as many of the military folks you might know about, uh, because when you're the big dog, you don't come home. Uh, so he wouldn't come home until like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So I would have those four hours in between to underwrite. So underwriting the properties, learning the properties. I would go through the modules that, you know, the mentor had given. Um, I would be able to talk to brokers um, as much as I could, even though they were uh, two hours behind. Um, I took that time to learn syndication, really. And so I would fly out on the weekends um, about twice, no, about every other month, I should say, out to Dallas. And that's where we would go on bus tours and we would learn about primarily C-class properties. And I would learn the difference, you know, between, let's say, uh, the, the, oh, what are they called? I can't remember. The, the resurfaced countertops that are not very attractive mm-hmm. and, and maybe how if you put in a granite or a quartz, how that could really achieve higher rents exactly. and, of course, be much more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vinyl plank flooring, learning about how if you had a window in a certain area, you could consider making another bedroom um, in that in that apartment. So I learned so much from those bus tours, but even more so, that's where I found my partners. So the people who were smarter than me, in the sense of they knew more, they had more experience, uh, those is where I found my um, investors. So going to the bus tours was a lot. Now, was that a huge expense? Yes. That was hard for me. But my husband was a really great um, uh, support. He says, Rebecca, just go, just go. It'll pay us back someday. It'll pay us back someday. And it did. So I've I've just said a whole lot. Yes. Maybe you want to jump in. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> so it sounds like you were involved within your practice pretty heavy and decided that you were going to get involved within real estate. You all owned some real estate out of state prior, some single family, it sounded like. And then you guys just kind of decided that you were going to make the jump to multifamily and syndication and you hired a mentor. So that's a great thing to do. And that's exactly what I've done up into this place. I've hired a mentor and 
it puts you in great connection. It gives you a system. It gives you a roadmap to kind of point you in the right direction. And it, I believe it shortcuts the learning. So I think that's a phenomenal method to be able to get you to where you're trying to go the fastest there. So if I could, let me just circle back. How was you able to take the bus tours while you were practicing your practice? So were you doing that on the days that you had off or how did that work as far as when you was going out of town and viewing properties and collaborating with other partners? Well, I'll remind you that my mentor was out in Dallas while I was living in San Diego. So I jump on a plane on a Friday night and uh, spend the night and Saturday morning was the bus tours. Oh, wow. So, I, you know, <laughs> that was weekend. a nine to five job. Nice. So, uh, so the bus tours were on the weekends. So I would go now. Uh, I'm lucky or not luck. Well, how do I scratch that? <laughs> Edit that. Okay. I'm in a situation where I, I have the flexibility to be able to go away on weekends, put it that way. Um, so I could, I could leave on the Friday night and get there on the Saturday and, um, be able to go to those bus tours in order to, to learn. So that, that was, you know, the parameters of the job and then fly back on a Sunday evening and be back to work on Monday. Yeah, that's amazing. And it sounded as if you just took advantage of the resources that you had available to you. And I share that quite a bit with individuals that are holding W-2 income or they have a main source of income that's outside of real estate, you have to look around and see where your resources are because all of us are strong in some kind of way, whether it's strong in time, whether it's strong in capital or connections. There's many different benefits each and every one of us hold. And so you just took advantage of it. And it was great that he offered those opportunities on the weekend where you could capitalize on that. So that was a great opportunity. Could you share a deal that you've done? Maybe the first deal that you got into as far as a GP and just let the listeners know how you were able to locate it, how you were able to raise capital, if you raise capital or whatever part you played within the syndication. Just share it with our Moonlight listeners. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, of course. So again, showing up at your mentor group of choice is vital because the people that you meet in your group are going to most likely be those who invest with you and most likely be your partner because you have that shared education. So on the buses, um, you know, you get to know who has already done a syndication. So you go and you talk to those people. So I went and I talked to who, a person named Dustin Miles, who became my very first partner. And he was an engineer. His strength was in the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know me, psychologist. I'm a social scientist, not so much <laughs> strong in the numbers. So that's where we would talk on the phone during the week. And he would help me learn that underwriting more so. Also, of course, he was located in DFW. So he already knew the market. 
So that was a blessing for me. But he also knew that I was going to show up every bus tour, every time if he, if he said we need to tour uh, a deal that we were really close to putting in an LOI or we were in best and final, I was going to fly out because I wanted to be involved. I, I was showing him that I'm not screwing around. I'm, I am very, very um, serious. So uh, uh, that that's what's really important. Again, showing up and get those are your partners. So uh, that that's that's what I'm telling you that with being there on on every event, getting yourself a partner, learning to underwrite, and even if you're not good at it, it doesn't matter. That's where the business plan. That's where your understanding of how this business works. That's your understanding of the lending and how that affects the deal itself, everything is in the underwriting. So even if you're not that good at it, still, it's very important. And when you show up and you meet the other folks in your group, they are more likely to invest with you because they're going to learn how to know, like, and trust you. So that's where I found it. I found my investors. I think that answers most of your question. Okay, no, that's great. So you showed that you were a reliable person. First off, you showed up when you were supposed to show up. You located a partner and you concentrated on underwriting. And so you learned the process over time and that gave you access to get in front of the right people and be able to close the deal. The first deal that you actually did, how many units was that first deal? 94 doors. Nice. Okay, great, great. So what piece did you work within the syndication? Were you the individual that found the deal or were you the capital raiser, somewhat boots on the ground? I know you were in California, but exactly where did you get more involved within that deal there? Uh, I was definitely involved in the underwriting and uh, the acquisition of it. And then later on, the asset manager. Because again, as I said, Dustin and I, we underwrote together night after night after night. We were always looking, always underwriting, trying to find it. However, since he was uh, boots on the ground in Dallas, uh, he knew about it and he was good friends with the broker. And um, so he, that it, it was sort of mutual, but definitely, you know, he was there. Then when it came to to, um, to the fundraising, he, he was definitely stronger, but I feel like I did a pretty good fair share. And again, remember, this is uh, back in 2016. So prices were not as high as they were. So the two of us did it together just just us um so we could uh raise the money just the two of us and uh after that he said here you go rebecca you're the asset manager so i was very lucky to be able to uh become the asset manager even though i was still living in california uh be the asset manager and he was sort of he was my discussion point if i had questions i would talk to him but i was able to uh, asset manage from afar That's amazing. And that's the beauty of the syndication model is that you can asset manage from a distance the way you actually did and maybe are Mm -hmm. still doing, so to speak there. And that's also what makes this business so scalable. It's just a phenomenal industry that you can 
really make a great living within. So congrats on that. And also congrats on the great success that you have experienced. Just hearing your start coming from 2014 all the way up to current and with the amount of doors that you have under management, mm-hmm. it's remarkable. So we're going to start turning the page here. We always like to have our guests do a little bit of coaching and we've got a series of questions we like to ask. So if you could, I'll ask you maybe six to eight questions. If you could hold your response to between one to two minutes per question, that'd be great. All right, let's go. First question. What is something that you wish you would have known before you started investing in real estate? To do it earlier, for sure. Okay. (laughs) To invest earlier, just get in the game. Okay, great. Next question is, how did you manage to keep your life and business thriving while you were working full-time and investing within real estate? The passion, definitely just the passion and drive. I was so excited about what could be that it made everything very, uh, very much more exciting that just that drive. It's, it's a hard balance, but what will come from your efforts uh, will just be so rewarding later on. Yeah, that's amazing. Just kind of hearing you from the outside looking in now, just hearing that your drive is what propelled you to be able to get where you are and to be able to balance the work, life, business. That's great to hear it. Next question is, how long did it take you to complete your first GP syndication deal? So from the time that you made up within your mind that you were going to start syndicating real estate up until the time it took to close, what do you say was the time frame that it took? No less than two years. Definitely two years. For me, it was, uh, I'm definitely uh, the tortoise, not the hare. <laughs> we took a long time. We, uh, we really wanted to get it right because you don't want to rush in to your first deal. Because remember, with your investors, this is where your reputation lies. If you get a dud because you just ran right into it, those people will never invest with you again and people will talk. So be careful and do it right the first time. This is not a race. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. You have to really make sure that your reputation stays stellar. And then on top of that, you want to take care of the people that invest in you and alongside of you. So that's great insight. Next question is, as of today, how are you balancing life and business? I know that entrepreneurs, we get super tunnel vision and sometimes we can go a little overboard within business. What does it look like as of today with you having the freedom from your business? Yeah, that that is definitely a tough spot for me right now, Eric. And that is where I am having to learn as an entrepreneur and a syndicator, because what I am finding is that I am constantly in front of my computer and I need to learn that balance. So uh, things like Tim Ferriss's uh, four-hour work week, although I don't do uh, the um, internet sales that he talks about in there, but just talking about looking at your email twice a day, 
taking out the time to do my exercise. These are patterns and habits that I am beginning to incorporate more and more and taking more seriously. Because if we don't, we'll just get absolutely sucked in. Um, I also have hired myself a manager so that they can help me manage my business and myself. So uh, it definitely does take uh, a certain balance uh, to keep yourself scaling your business as well as keeping yourself out of the business as necessary. Yeah, good for you that you're really focused on trying to not just be absorbed within the business and mm-hmm. keep a screen in front of your face all day there. So that's mm-hmm. great that you're trying to get things under control. Yeah, it's necessary. Definitely. So if a person had a very limited amount of time because of W-2 income or another business, what could they do to start a successful business like yours? Okay, well, that is where time management is everything. And again, that burning desire, the burning desire when wanting something more will create that time because you want it so badly. Um, So again, everybody has time for everything that they really, really, really want. Um, And so if it means getting up earlier in the morning, if it means taking uh, time out on a Saturday or Sunday, then that's that's what it means. If you don't do that, then maybe the desire is not there. Maybe there's something more important in your life. Maybe it's time for your children or your family or something. So it's digging deep and seeing if this is what you really want. Yeah, that's great. If a person had very little cash and experience, what would you recommend for them to do to become an active syndicator? Well, it takes a lot of cash to be a syndicator. I mean, that is just um, the reality. So I would consider what can you do that can help you to build wealth in the meantime? Could flipping houses be something that does not require as much money, but can build your wealth. What else can you do to build your wealth to begin that syndication? Or is it something where you can buy and hold, such as uh, having a duplex? Uh, Can that get you the rental income, that passive income, to begin to build your wealth? Because syndication does cost a lot. To become a syndicator yourself, maybe getting just the passive income of being an LP, a passive in uh, real estate might be the first place to go. But yeah, not not having a lot of cash is not necessarily a great place to become a syndicator to start. You got to have some income. It's definitely always better to start with cash to show that you and your investors are in alignment. You invest along with your investors. And yeah, in the thought process that you shared of maybe starting somewhere else to work your way up and build some capital to be able to invest, that's a great strategy as well. Last question is, what is the best way to connect with limited partners that they can come along and invest along with you? Okay. Well, again, if you do have a mentor at any of those club sites, 
Meetups are another great place to meet people uh, that is in any kind of realm of the real estate world, uh, that be it multifamily, be it fix and flip, be it buy and hold single family. Anywhere on the internet, there's tons of summits, there's tons of uh, just webinars and other Zoom calls that you can get on. So I think those are the places where you're going to meet like-minded folks. Yeah, great insight on that. Definitely connecting within masterminds that you've joined, mentor programs that you're a part of, and then even online, like you were speaking about, getting around other like-minded people that are doing the same thing. That's where you're going to rub shoulders with the right people. So, mm-hmm. hey, Rebecca, great job on those questions. You passed the test with flying colors. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Yes, ma'am. We're going to start winding down and we always like to ask our guests, what is a great business or personal development book that you would recommend for the Moonlight listeners? Ooh, there are so many out there. Gosh. Um, of course, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read that when I was a teen and that is changed my mind. Of course, you probably already know Robert Kiyosaki, oh, Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad, <laughs> you know, really understanding that there can be a different way. We don't have to all just work for somebody else. So those two are are very much on the top of my list. Yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is always cliche, but it's just so accurate. It's so mm-hmm. effective and it's uh, monumental and has changed so many people's lives along the way. So yeah, great books, great recommendations on that. Rebecca, we want to thank you for coming on to the show. You've been great. You have been a source of immense value for myself and also the Moonlight listeners. Is there any way that you preferred for someone to reach out to you? If someone wanted to connect with you and maybe work alongside with you or maybe just kind of learn a little bit from you, do you have a preferred method? Sure. Yes, it would be great for every everyone out there to go, first of all, to our website, which is uh, starboardequity.com and uh, join our Starboard Equity Club. That way you can get newsletters, blogs, all sorts of educational information from us, as well as um, learn about what we're doing at all times. And we can communicate with you. Also, my email is Rebecca at starboardequity.com. Love to hear from you. Okay, guys, we'll definitely connect with Rebecca. She seems like a really phenomenal lady and just has a really authentic kind of character about herself. So, hey, Rebecca, once again, thanks for coming on to the show. We definitely appreciate it and love to have you back anytime. Thank you, Eric. I definitely want to be back again. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Side Hustle and Business Show with Eric Lindsay. Please make sure to give us a five-star review, subscribe to this channel, and share this podcast with someone who is destined for success. Until next time, let's keep pursuing financial security, not job security.